to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 212 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. How's it? Yeah, it's going good. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside. Uh, made better that being that it's Saturday that we're recording this and I don't have to go to work. I think I've done my first full week at work this week and God, I hate it. Um, so there you go. I was going to say, <laughs> what's the correct term here? Are you okay? Because you seem to be really depressed at the start of the week when I saw you. Ah, I think I got depressed by the end of the week, too, and I was drinking a fair bit this week, which is, you know, a good sign. There's a book that's Um, come out. Yeah. Just a side note, sort of, not really anything, but this woman, (laughs) Kiwi author, she's realized um, she's written a book on how to stop uh, drinking in 30 days, and it's not for people that are alcoholics, because she said that's something different, but it's for people, basically, that don't like their jobs and have one beer or whatever, and they get that hit within the 30 seconds of feeling good. And then they keep trying to replicate it. And then next thing you know, they're drinking like a whole box of Hagen. Um, <laughs> I only drank nine on Thursday night. <laughs> but it's an actual book. And I was just reading it. And I was like, oh my God, I was just talking about Chris. <laughs> I might have to look into that, to be honest with you. Because she was doing it with um, wine. Yeah, because I got, oh, well, yeah. So I, I ran out of Hagen yesterday and started on the wine. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, I, um, I've got to put up with next week. And then I've got two weeks off. Excellent. And you so seem really uh, more onto it today, this morning. You seem happy this morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you've got to check in. Go to work. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And you have to check in with people to see what's going on because you never know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yes, Adam, um, if you're listening to this, I am okay. I'm sorry I haven't checked my emails and I'm sorry I didn't let you know that we won an award from the Canadian Film Festival. <laughs> Uh, quite a few big things there <laughs> that maybe Chris should be more on. What? What? Hey, what? Award? I got an email from from Adam the a message on Messenger from Adam the other day, and I didn't see it because I don't check my messages either on Messenger, so I didn't see it for a couple of days. And he goes, "Check your email. Apparently, we won something." <laughs> The email should be like the first of December or something. So I went back and I have checked emails in between there, but yeah. I don't know, I got thirty or forty emails on that one day. Oh. So it slipped in between them, so I found it and we won an award. Um oh sh- shoot, what do you call it? It's like um honors. Not 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 quite an award, but commended. Oh, oh commended. Yeah. Honorable highly commended. Mention, highly commended, yep. Commended or something That's like awesome. that. Yeah. So we got that for um uh for the film, um, Bloody Late Shift and um yeah, so that was pretty good. Good um, stuff. But yeah, um so Adam might be thinking I'm sliding into depression and no, I was just ridiculously busy throughout all of December. And sliding separation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's about to claw himself out of it in yeah, a yeah. week. Summer helps, I tell you. Um, but to be fair, Vitamin I, haven't D. My, I haven't seen a lot of sun because I'm still working in a r- room with no windows. That's right. Anyway, um, how are we going? Oh, I've got some stuff here that I put in ages ago that I've forgotten all about. Excellent. Um, that's the intelligence best type of story. and plants. Yeah. So this is um, this is interesting. So we've been doing some. Um, uh, research and experiments. Uh, I think this was in like North England or Glasgow or some, Scotland or something like that. Okay. Um, and they've said that plants have intelligence. So they did a type of Pavlovian uh, experiment on pea plants. And what they did was they would blow a fan, a little, little fan yeah. on the plant. And, you know, a little bit after that, they'd 
turn a light on, uh, the right light that gives plant nourishment, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so effectively, it's like Pavlov's dog, where they ring the bell and then they introduce food. Yep. This time they blow them and they introduce food in the light. form of sun- sunlight or light. Um, and after the, a period of doing this, and I don't know how long that was, uh, the plant, they, they turn the pl- fan on and the plant would turn towards the fan, waiting for the light. Oh. So, and that stood for over a period of time. Like, they left it, and then whenever they turned the fan on, it would always turn towards the expecting light. Um, So that was interesting. And then another experiment involved the mimosa plant. I don't know anything about the mimosa plant, but apparently it kills its leaves when touched. So, like a defense mechanism, it kills up. Yeah, yeah. So what they did was they had it, and they didn't explain the rig or anything, and I don't know how exactly that works, but basically they have the plant and they drop it. It doesn't get hurt, so I imagine it's in a sling or a net or something, it just drops. So that feeling of being dropped. Um, And (laughs) initially when it, it dropped, it cooled up. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, know, for the first few times. But then I realized it wasn't actually getting hurt. So whilst it probably didn't like being dropped, it just stopped curling because obviously that takes energy. Yeah. Um, they, so it was a learned response. These guys are probably getting paid lots of money to do this research. <laughs> is all I'm thinking about. Well, because the question you get all the time is, but what if plants can feel? Would you still be a vegan then? Or would you just turn to air? Oh, not I'll the ear thing. Ear. I did a post on uh, my giant pumpkins Instagram page the other day um, with with the inside of the flower with the pollen on it. Um, and I've had this. So be uh, if you want to be really popular and post stuff, post things about bees. People go nuts on it. You'll get heaps of likes and follows and everyone goes crazy. And these people messaged me and like, hey, we're uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of stores out there online that sell bee uh, apparel with bees on it, like Save the Bee and all this sort of stuff. Oh, right. right. Yeah, it's a big thing when you see it. It's mental. And this, these people said, hey, uh, we, that was a really good post. Check out our online store. Let us, uh, and something to do, we'll send you a bracelet or something. And I'm I'm not 100% sure how scammy it is because the website is there, but there's no contact details. And they said, do you know anything about us? And I may have been talking to a bot. I'm not sure. Because I said... Uh, I asked him a question and they didn't answer it. They just carried on with their spiel. And I was like, um, so it was a bit weird. And they're like, oh, check out, let us know which product you like. And I'm like, okay. And they said, we donate. Um, so a, this is like a chat bot thing. This is just a DM and Instagram. DM and Instagram but I right. may have been talking to a bot. I'm yeah, not I, sure. I got, I'm good. And they said, uh, we donate a whole bunch of our money to the organization where we have lots of beehives or something so and provide something so the bees don't die i'm like okay but you go to the website and it says they donate 10 percent to the american red cross so i'm like mm, i don't know what's going on and actually talking about that some guy emailed me from some review company which apparently is legit and i'm allowed a hundred dollars worth of product from amazon and they'll ship it to me and i think i have to do the review on my website talking about whatever this product is and then just say, oh, this is a, a review for whatever this website's called. Yeah. Um, and he goes, oh, we can either send you some stuff or you can pick what you want. Just let us know. And if it fits, we'll, we'll send it to you. And I said, well, give me an example of what you'd send me. And it was all this random pumpkin flavored food, like giant jars of 
peanut butter and pumpkin flavored peanut butter or pumpkin flavored whatever it was just all this ra- it was all okay. food stuff and i'm like i don't know if i want to do a review on this food stuff but it was like 60 dollar jars of stuff right, like it was right, pretty up right. there anyway that's what's been happening free stuff for me maybe and and just on that uh, slight segue to pumpkins, the uh, courtyard is looking pretty, pretty, pretty full. The tiny patch, <laughs> tiny patch NZ, yep. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. We'll get a photo. Can we get a photo into the um, yes. show notes? Oh, I've, I've got all the photos already. So. <laughs> of our, uh, of our uh, courtyard. So um, it's a little tiny courtyard in a city type environment. That's right. Uh, it is now covered by the hugest leaves that you've seen, giant pumpkin plant leaves. So, so far, it's looking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it does bake down there in the in the early morning sun. Yeah, it's good. Um, because it's that side of the house. Uh, it's a bit better in the afternoon, but it's, it's I've found it fascinating just watching these leaves because they wilt in, the, in that hot, hot sun. And then if you just um, spray them a bit, they, they basically come back up like in no time. It's, it's quite... Yeah. Amazing. But anyway, I'm going to tell you about the best post. Yes. I'm going to read this out because I thought it was good. Now, this is an old post, and you may have heard this before, but I think it's worth it. Came with a photo, which I'm not going to bother with. Um, We won't show that photo. It's not that great. But anyway, so I'm just going to read this out. So last week, something pretty tragic happened in our household. It's taken me up up until now to wrap my head around it and find the words to describe the horror. It started off simply enough, something that's probably happened to most of you. Sometime between midnight and 1.30am, our puppy pooped a massive poop on our living room rug. This is the only time she's done this, so it's probably just because we forgot to let her out before we went to bed that night. Now, if you have a detective's mind, you may be wondering how we know that the poop occurred between midnight and 1.30am. I was just thinking that. (laughs) We were asleep, so how do I know the time frame? Why, friends, that's because our Roomba runs at 1.30am every night while we sleep. And it Uh... found the poop. And so begins the poop catastrophe, the poop apocalypse, the pooping. If you have a Roomba, please rid yourself of all distractions and absorb everything I'm about to tell you. Do not, under any circumstances, let your Roomba run over dog poo. If the unthinkable does happen and your Roomba runs over dog poo, stop it immediately and do not let it continue the cleaning cycle. Because if that happens, it will spread the dog poo over every conceivable surface within its reach, resulting in a home that closely resembles a Jackson Pollock poo painting. Oh, that's, it will be, be terrible. It will be on your floorboards. It will be on your furniture legs. It will be on your carpets. It will be on your rugs. It will be on your kids' oh, toy well, boxes. Hang on. If hang it's on. near the floor, it will have poo on it. Hang but, on. Would it? There's a few things there, and I'm just questioning. Carry on. Okay. Those uh, awesome wheels which have checkered surface for better traction left 25-foot poo trails all over the house. Our lovable rumba, who gets a careful cleaning every night, looked like it had been mudding. Yes, mudding, like you do with a Jeep on a pipeline road, but in poo. Then when your kid gets up at 3am to crawl into your bed, you wonder oh, why no. she smells like dog poo. Oh. And you walk into the living room, and you wonder why the floor feels slightly gritty, and you'll see a brown encrusted, vaguely rumba-shaped thing sitting in the middle of the floor with a growing green light, like everything's okay, like it's proud of itself. You were still half asleep at this point, but now you wake up pretty damn quick. Uh, and then the horror. 
Oh, the horror. First you clean the child, you scrub the poo off her feet and put her back in bed, but you don't bother cleaning your own feet because you know what's coming. It's inevitable. It's coming at you like a freight train. Some folks would shrug their shoulders and get back into the bed and deal with it in the morning. But you're not one of those people. You can't go to sleep with that war zone of poo in the living room. So you clean the rumba. You toss it in the bathtub to let it get soak. You pull it apart piece by piece, wondering at what point you became an owl and assumed responsibility for 3.30am rumba disassembly poo cleanups. Okay. By this point, the poo isn't just on your hands. It's smeared up to your elbows. You've already heard the rumba wake up with that sound that sounds like electronics dying and you realise you forgot to pull the battery before putting and getting it wet. More on that later. Oh, and you're not just using profanity. You're inventing new types of profanity. You're saying things that would make Satan shudder in revulsion. You hope your kid stayed in bed because if he hears you talking like this, there's no way he's not going to end up in prison. Then you get out of the carpet shampooer. You push it up to the rug, the rug that started it all. The shampooer just laughs at you because that rug is going in the trash, folks. But you shampoo yeah, it anyway because you know your wife loved that damn rug. And you know she'll ask you if you tried to clean it first. Then you get out the paper towels, idly wondering if you should invest in paper towel stock. And you blow through three or four rollings, wiping up poo. And then you get the spray bottle with the bleach water hose down the floorboards and let them soak because the poo has already dried. And then comes out the steam mop and you take care of those 25-foot poo trails. And then, because it's 6 a.m., you go to bed. Let's finish this up tomorrow, right? And it actually goes on quite a bit more, and it talks about how the um, Roomba was absolutely uh, mothered. Yeah. And so it was quite an expensive one. I actually say the name here because it's pretty cool. Uh, Hamaka Schmeller, Schlemmer. Hamaka Schlemmer. H-A-M-M-A-C-H-E-R. S-C-H-L-E-M-M-E-R. And... Uh, they have a lifetime warranty, and he goes, it went over the poo, and rah, 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 this is what happened. They just sent him a new one, <laughs> which was pretty good. So anyway, I just love the writing. I had to share that. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. I think I've heard up. the story of the Roomba doing that, but I hadn't heard that um, yeah, post. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't know that you could just chuck them in a thing of water. Like, I don't think you can. I think that Even if you like, took the batteries out, it doesn't seem like a thing that it should be doing. It would have a circuit board, right? You don't put it. And, and I, like, I can understand that it would track poo around with its wheels on everywhere, but it was like on the feet of the furniture. Oh, maybe. I, I guess it's that talking the edge of everything. Yeah, but how does the poo get on the edge? Well, if, the- it, if it's a big pile of poo and the Roombas run over it on every edge of its surface, mm. it's got a disc of poo around that maybe. side of it. Maybe. That's what I'm assuming. Anyway, good writing. Um, <laughs> Mate, it's probably some weird, clever marketing thing to sell it. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. You never know. Okay, so what have you got? I uh, went to the um, uh, museum the other day. They've got the Top Twins exhibit on, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, it sounds like a budget ex- uh, topic for an exhibit. <laughs> no, it's it's really thorough, real detailed. I didn't realise how much um, stuff they've done since they were teenagers basically yeah yeah and how much um they are national icons you have to say that oh totally but i didn't realize how much um uh different sort of things they've got behind and spoke about and protested and yeah just and heaps of the old they footage. were quite political at one point yeah. you don't hear much about them these days but yeah uh no there was a story the other day one of them runs a cafe with her wife somewhere and she's out the back cooking everyone breakfast like but it's in a weird spot can't remember where yeah. that was. Anyway, so that was pretty cool. Um, 
a bunch of I I just wrote Tomo tourists because the word Tomo must when you look at it it's so foreign looking like yeah. so it's T O M O uh, if you're wondering if you're from overseas and I listening to this why Tomo no you do you know what a Tomo is no I thought it was just short for why Tomo that's why I thought you oh said. <laughs> okay so tourists and Chris may not know what a Tomo is so <laughs> so uh, anywhere else in the world they'd call it a um. Oh, now I can't think of the word. When the ground opens up. Sinkhole. Oh, sinkhole. Yeah, well, we call them Tomos here in New Zealand. Oh, do we? And farmers have- Since when have we called sinkholes Tomos? Hey, when they're on a farm (laughs) and the ground opens up, it's a Tomo, and that's where people chuck all their stuff in. So- Holy shit, I had no idea. All right, so- Anyway, so this guy on this farm, he he had a Tomo open up on his farm. All right. And the biggest problem is all the tourists keep turning up to look at it. And I just thought that was funny. Uh, uh, so, wor- so it looks like a, a big crevice. Yeah, um, yeah. Effectively, that one. It's not like a hole. Well, no. you know what I mean. It's not like round. Because when I think of sinkhole, yeah, I think yeah, of yeah. the good place and that, that hole in there. That's right. But yeah. So anyway, that was good. And uh, this dude, I re- I hope this guy gets hassled a lot because this is what you want to hassle someone about. So this guy who's an astronaut and he is a Dutch astronaut he accidentally rung 911 from the International Space Station. What? Um, so he just dialed the wrong number. Uh, he he tried ringing. For some reason, he was trying to contact the Johnson Space Center, and he realized he dialed the wrong number, and he hung up. But this set off a whole bunch of alarms, and a security team was dispatched to Houston and everything. <laughs> and then the next day they were like they emailed him and said uh did you call 911 and he's like oh, i'm sorry guys um yeah no nah, it was a mistake <laughs> you never lived that down would you <laughs> i didn't even think it would work but there you go um, i don't know i assume he's got a dial like a dialing code i mean wouldn't you just well, have a direct- that's, that's the thing that's the only reason i thought maybe it would be okay because nine one is definitely a country code yeah so if you didn't if you were dialing that country code and you didn't dial the oo first yeah and you went oh yeah nine one one blah 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah i could understand that but if he's calling america it's oo one one is america's I, international dialing code he yeah he so he's he probably, didn't get that right he's probably drunk floating around <laughs> just mashing that key power <laughs> yeah because drunk astronauts that's that's what we do um i i i don't know if you heard this pretty horrendous uh news actually um <laughs> okay i know but three teenage girls celebrating a birthday died in an escape room in the ukraine Oh, the Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. As leaking How? heat and gas set fire to adjacent waiting room. Staff what? couldn't get through the... So oh, wow. The yeah, escape yeah, room's yeah. there. The waiting room's there. The reception's here. It started in between, oh, and the staff couldn't no. get to them to let them out. Yes, and there because was no it's an escape, escape room. And there's no escape, fire escape. And there's, it's really popular in uh, the Ukraine. They've got t- 2,500 escape rooms throughout the country. Oh, wow. Um, so it's Look quite a popular thing. Um, the fire service actually got there quickly. It wasn't like they were slow or anything, but the girls had already expired breathing in toxic fumes. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah, so they're having a huge overhaul um, as to these very popular escape rooms and going, actually, we need a fire escape for the escape room, which is sort of 
yeah, why I brought yeah. it up. Because you, you've done the escape room experience yeah. before, eh? Yeah, I did one in Christchurch. And I was going to ask you, was there a fire escape? Did they tell you what to do in case of fire? Uh, they said they'd come get us if something was happening, but there was only the one door into the room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the time that I forgot. Well, for, uh, most people, the first thing you'd do is find the key for the handcuffs. I didn't. I was for the first half hour, I was handcuffed doing all the other puzzles. And then I was like, oh, there's the key. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah, because they've got a couple in Hamilton here, yes. and one of them's at Sky City. Yeah, one Sky City. And so I'm quite keen to go and do that. We should get a couple of people and go and do it as a group. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we totally should do that. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would never go into an escape room without going, what happens in case of fire? What if the fire's there? Tell me what you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Some people in, um, I don't know, but this is from a Facebook group post in a community neighborhood thing. And this guy posted, uh, and I want to say this is, must be America. He goes, hi, Northeasters. Lately, I've noticed that the sidewalks have been littered with acorns as a competitive barefoot runner this makes my <laughs> this, sorry i know that's what's happening this makes my training sessions very difficult <laughs> i'm not sure if many of you have stepped on acorns with no shoes before but it is quite painful so this is just a friendly reminder to please keep your sidewalks clear of any acorns or other debris that may injure those whom are active members of the barefoot running community, including myself. I would hate to have to complain to the city about this. So I just wanted to give everyone a heads up. Peace and love. So they just freaking, everyone just lost it, right? Yeah, I, I would if, imagine that would if, engender a lot of response. If only there was something you could put on your feet to protect against acorns and other debris. Maybe a pair of is squirrels. There, there's could, got to be a troll, right? Is, no. Maybe a pair of squirrels could be strapped to your feet. <laughs> they do look soft. This is a joke, right? Run with a leaf blower. Solid <laughs> advice. <laughs> like, I'm going to clear my sidewalk because you want to run barefoot. Uh, so get a platoon of squirrels put together as we speak. Oh, he's getting them put together. Will do, over and out. So, um... <laughs> These people are going on about it and they're like, oh my God, this is crazy ass. But then they found a post that this guy posted ages ago as well. This is it. Greetings. Me and my soul partner have just moved to the area and we're wondering if Northeast has any competitive unicycling clubs. We are avid unicyclists looking for people serious about the sport slash lifestyle. Just to clarify, we are only interested in serious unicycling. This isn't a hobby for us. If you are just a casual unicyclist, kindly move along. Thank you. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, jeez. I, 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 this came up in some uh, extracurricular learning that I've been doing. So I've been doing some um, stuff on... Uh, Instructive design, yeah, and some some stuff on that. And this was actually a thing on habits, and they're talking about habits. So this might be quite old, but I thought it was great. So I wrote this down. I thought I'd share it. Um, so Sweden, like everywhere, has issues with drivers speeding. Yes. Right? If they're caught, they get a fine, but it doesn't really do that much to change behaviours. So they tried a learning habit based approach, and this is what they did. So tell me what you think about this. At intersections and at the side of the road at various places, 
were the signs that displayed your speed. Now, we have those in New Zealand at the moment. If you go past them, it gives you a speed. Apparently, they're very effective. Really? Okay. So, but they added a few things to it. If you're speeding, it would give you a thumbs down. Yeah. It would also take a photo of your license and it would send out a fine. Very good. Okay. Yep. But if you were under the speed limit, it would give you a thumbs up. All right. And it would take you, take a photo of your plate. Yeah. And put you in a lottery to win the fine money. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's brilliant, right? Speeding reduced by 22% through Stockholm from that thing. That's cool. So if you're under the speed limit, you're like, all right, I I might actually win something. Isn't... That's genius. I think that's freaking brilliant. (laughs) One of those countries nearby there does the fine based on how much you earn as well, eh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. That's a Scandinavian country. I can't remember which one. But I think it's that they're really open to just trying new things. If you did it here, every numpty and his freaking dog would come out and have a problem with that for some reason. I'm going to speed 10 times and then I'll build the pot up and then maybe I'll win it. But then who's actually getting the money? The government's stealing the money from the children. The children have no food. And so what do you want about? Anyway, it'd be something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. They should do that sort of thing all over the place. Um, you ready for a, a screwed up story? Uh, yeah, let's end the podcast with an amazing story. It's terrible. That's terrible. Oh, I don't want it now. Okay, let's maybe not do it because it's actually what you, terrible. Yeah, okay. No, you, no, no, not at all. Is it the second one on that list? Yes. I'll give you. I'll show. I'll flash the headlight. No, to no, you. no. It looks terrible. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I saw that. No, the, we're not the, the, that. the main dude quit. Sorry if that's very vague for the listeners. You do not want to hear the story. Uh, yeah. What's happening this week, Chris? What are you up to? Oh, you just got work. I got work. Um, okay. Yeah, but it's my last week at work before I go and leave. Um, so, uh, so next weekend's podcast will go as normal. The following weekend, I will be in Wellington, so I'm not sure what we're going to do there. And then the following weekend after that, I'll be back. Excellent. With amazing stories, no doubt, about <laughs> something. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe he'll bring back uh, someone with him. And, and you've got your birthday coming up. Yeah, I've So, got- Sam, Sam uh, yesterday, after Sam was out, I had the courier arrive twice. Same courier twice. He just missed one. Yeah, that, that is a special. And I'll leave all these packages for Sam. And I'm like, I'm the one that keeps buying stuff from AliExpress. Why is Sam getting all this thing? And I was just about to ask him about it before. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's my birthday on Monday. That's right. So when you listen to this, it's probably my birthday the next day. If you listen to this on Sunday, I know you do because you're an amazing listener. Um, yeah, I've got the week off, so I'll be in Rotorua. And uh, if you want to send me something for my birthday, just get in touch. <laughs> like, don't touch me, but just, just two different things there, right? Oh, 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 laughing just reminded me something. You know, no, no such thing as a fish. A great podcast if you haven't uh, heard it before. And, and Sam put me onto it, and I listen to it a lot while I'm working because yep. you can ignore a bit of it, mm. and it makes me laugh, which is great. But they said, somebody came on. I think it was a guest, actually. Okay. And they came on and were talking about the very early um, phonographs when when records were first invented, yeah. and one of the first things they put on there were just whole records of people laughing, so people could li- put on a record and listen to laughter because it got them all laughing, and that was it. Oh and it was God. a whole thing about it. Imagine you back in those days. <laughs> for, you'd, for be a like, you'd be like, you'd be like, time. There was, that was what that was because they didn't even be, think about putting music on it. Chris would be rolling, in it. <laughs> just yeah, look, like just keep recording, that, record that, okay. <laughs> 
Anyway, I, that cracked me up when I heard it, and I thought, oh, I've got to tell Sam that. That's so, uh, yeah, it should be good. Hopefully I have some stories for next week's podcast from uh, this week, and uh, Chris will have his trip coming up. You, are you in Wellington the whole time? No, no, I'm uh, going down for mainly that weekend in the middle. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I'll be here. I think I'll leave here on the Wednesday. I've got to get back for the Thursday. I've got a meeting. Uh, or dinner Thursday The following night Thursday. People. The following Thursday, yeah. Oh, so, right. So I'll be all down in Wellington for four or five days, basically. I think. Very good. Sounds good. Make sure to check us out in all the usual places, the com. Yes, uh, at Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter, the Chris and Sam Podcast on Facebook. And please look at starting the new year off in a great, calmer way oh. by jumping onto Patreon and uh, supporting us with just as little as a dollar a month. It's doing well. Uh, also, the Chris and Sam podcast on Instagram started that up. Okay, I might have to start looking at Instagram again. I uh, yeah, I deleted off my phone like ages ago. I think. No, I like it. It's pretty yeah. good. Easy. It's a good way to connect with people that are quite legitimately uh, like have the same interests because you can just check out their profile, and if they've just got spammy posts, you just ignore them. Yeah, hmm. fair enough. Anyway, cool. till next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.